everybody. I'm your host, Lisa Shield. Welcome to Dating Without Drama, where I give you my unique take on everything related to men, love, dating, and romantic relationships. My practical yet spiritual approach to getting emotionally naked and attracting what I call a guardian of your soul will be music to your ears. So let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody, and happy holidays. It is almost Christmas. Hard to believe, right? 2021 was another fascinating year. Um, On the tail of all of these wild years we've been having, this was another remarkable one. So it is lovely to see you all. I hope that you have all of your holiday shopping done and you are ready to go. I know I got the last of my packages off over the weekend and my husband and I had the most incredible weekend. We moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico during the pandemic a year ago now. It's actually been one year since we moved, which I can't even believe. And we have been enjoying living here because we didn't really see that much nature living in Los Angeles for over what? Well, he was there over 40 years and I know I was there almost 30. So our neighbor, we have a fabulous neighbor and she told us about a bird refuge here called the Bosque del Apache. It's about two hours and 20 minutes from Santa Fe. And she said, this is the time of the year to go. The cranes are here. And so we booked a Best Western in Socorro, New Mexico. And we jumped in the car and just thought, how fun is this? We drove up uh, Saturday evening. We ate at this funky little steakhouse. We were reading the reviews, the restaurant reviews on the ride up to the steakhouse, which was, or up to the, up to Socorro. There's only probably two or three restaurants that are even mentioned there besides fast food places. And it was absolutely hysterical, the the reviews of the restaurants. You almost wouldn't eat at any of them. But it turned out that uh, Jackson's Steakhouse was terrific, terrific. We had the best time. The restaurant was full. So Benjamin and I sat in the bar and we had the whole bar to ourselves. And it was really amazing. So that's what we did for the weekend. So today we're going to talk a little bit. I know so many of you are going home for the holidays or you're going to see family. And one of the worst things of all is when well-meaning family members want to ask you about, you know, are you dating anybody or why haven't you settled down yet or whatever. And some relatives are well-meaning. They don't want to hurt your feelings. They're really genuinely interested in what's going on and they're just trying to make conversation. And what may feel like immediately a rude and invasive question for you may be something that's really heartfelt for them. They may be asking out of love and concern And you really do have to first just pay attention and listen to their tone of voice. You know, are they being snarky? Are they being rude? Or are they really asking out of curiosity or love and concern? right? They may just say to you, are you seeing anybody at the moment? And, you know, if somebody says, 
Well, you say, I'm, I'm single right now. And they say, well, don't worry, you'll find somebody, dear. That doesn't feel good. So the first thing I really urge you all to do is just take a deep breath and remind yourself that 99 times out of 100, it's just either a relative trying to make conversation with you. They want to catch up on what's going on in your life and they don't mean any harm by this. So the first thing you can do when somebody does this is just thank them for caring. Just say thank you for for your concern and thank you for caring. I know that you're asking because you love me, especially if it strikes a chord with you and it's something that you feel some shame or embarrassment around. Just take a deep breath and just say I really appreciate that you that you care. And what you might share, you can just say, hey, I'm enjoying my life, I'm happy, and I'm learning about myself so I can be a wonderful partner in the future and so that I can choose a wonderful partner. It's a process. I'm not in a hurry right now. I'm just enjoying myself and I'm enjoying the time while I'm single, right? Something else that I think is wonderful is if somebody asks, you can say, you know, thank you for asking. And no, I'm actually single right now. I'm between partners. And do you know anyone you could fix me up with? Think about that. Like, what a great thing. Do you know anyone that you could set me up with? Maybe you have a girlfriend who's asking or your brother or your sister-in-law. You just ask them if they know anybody who's single. I have a girlfriend who was dating a man and this guy, I mean, it was really a heartbreak. He, you know, it had been a long time since she'd met anybody that she was interested in. She was in her mid-40s. This guy pursued her. He was so like interested in coming on to her. And he turned around after she really had started to fall for him and said, you know, I just don't think this is right. I feel like I'm not really looking for a relationship right now. And she was devastated because this man was educated. He was British, cute accent, you know, handsome. So many of the things that she really wanted in a partner. And so a friend of hers was visiting for the holidays and she told this guy, she said, look, I'm not looking for a friendship or friends with benefits. I really want a partner. And if you're clear that this you know, that you're not interested in me beyond just somebody to go out with or whatever, then I think this is where we should part ways. And so she decided that instead of feeling badly for herself, she would just start to ask everybody she knew if they knew anyone that they could fix her up with. Well, a friend of hers was in for the holidays. She was visiting a mutual friend of theirs and they started talking when, you know, while she was there and she told this woman, yeah, you know, I, I met this guy, it was going great. And then he did a 180, but I really want to meet someone. And her friend said, you know, the man I'm staying with, his best friend just told him that he's open and he's looking for a relationship and he'd love to meet some women. And I think the two of you may be perfect for each other. So this friend from out of town who didn't even, who barely knew anybody in Los Angeles, she spoke to this guy that she was staying with and they 
fixed her up with the guy's best friend and they have been married for years in an absolutely beautiful marriage. So, you know, turn to this person and say, thank you so much for asking. You know, I am single right now. Perhaps, you know, you know, someone you can set me up with. Another thing that you might do if this person's in a relationship or married, you might say to that person, I'd love some advice. You know, I am single. Do you have any advice for me? Any suggestions where I can meet someone? How did you meet your husband? Stay open. Stay open. I know that question can feel like a punch in the gut, but If you can stay open and not take it personally and not think, wow, the audacity, doesn't this person know how awful it is to ask a single person that question during the holidays, then you may find yourself with some dates. You may get some great advice. You may find that people give you some really good suggestions about what you can do to meet people. So stay open. Another thing you can do when somebody asks that question is just change the subject to something that is going well in your life and that makes you feel good to talk about. So maybe you've just gotten involved in yoga or you're taking a class or learning a language or you're taking dance lessons, something that you really love. Turn the conversation to a topic that you enjoy talking about that's inspiring for you and that makes you feel good about yourself, okay? Don't let people bring you down. Don't allow them to ask you that question and then you start to spiral into a negative place. And it's not about being defensive. It's really just about artfully turning the conversation towards something that makes you feel good, right? If somebody is always asking you this, you might just be honest and ask them why they keep bringing it up. (laughs) You might even say to them, hey, this is a sensitive subject and it's not something I feel like discussing right? This is a time I'm here with my family. I want to enjoy the evening. I want to connect. And this is a sensitive subject for me. And it's not something I feel like talking about. Another thing that you can do if somebody asks you that question in front of other people and it feels embarrassing for you, you can always say, you know, let's step away for a moment and you can talk to them privately can say, that's something that I would really love to discuss with you privately. I know you're asking for all the right reasons and I would love to talk to you about this. And do you have a moment now, or maybe we could sit down later and talk, but you don't have to discuss it in front of a bunch of other people, especially, you know, if you feel put on the spot or if it feels awkward for you, right? You can also say, again, just going back to something I alluded to earlier, you can say, hey, you know, I just got out of a relationship or I've spent the last year being single and I've actually enjoyed myself. I'm dating, I'm out in the dating world and I've been reading a lot of books and, you know, I look around, I don't see all that many really healthy relationships. So I'm taking this time just to get to know myself and I'm enjoying being single and I'm learning a lot about what I do and don't want in a partner so that the next relationship I get into will be a much better one than the ones I've had in the past. Something else you can also say is that you're enjoying being single and you're not worried about it. 
One of the things that I think is so important when people put us on the spot or they bring up things like this is that we get to tell the story of our lives. We get to make an impression on other people and we get to have some kind of control over the way we're communicating what's going on. So if you have a lot of shame and embarrassment around being single and somebody asks you that question and you start to get defensive or teary-eyed or whatever, you also have the ability to shape the narrative. You get to shape the narrative. You get to decide how you feel about being single and you get to communicate your story in a way that can shape how this person views you so that people don't look down on you or feel sorry for you or think there's something wrong with you. So if you come back with confidence, if you come back with a wonderful narrative around this, then they're going to respect you. They're going to see you as a winner and not a loser because you don't have a partner and you get to control that. I know when I was younger, my brother was always the one who was in a relationship. I remember all the way through high school and college, my brother had girlfriends and I was pretty much always the single one. When I would go home for the holidays, I didn't have anyone to bring with me. And it wasn't until I met my first husband when I was 21. So pretty much all of those years through high school and even leading up through college, it wasn't until I was in grad school that I actually met my first husband and had a real partner. I just remember how painful it was for me to always have to go home and be single. And he had his girlfriend there for every holiday. I was always the one who didn't have anyone. Well, Flash forward many, many, many years, my brother, both my brother and I have been divorced, but I've been remarried and happily, happily with my current husband for almost two decades now. And my brother is single, perpetual, you know, he goes in and out of one relationship after another. But since he got divorced years ago, I can't even remember now, it's probably been over 30 years that he's been divorced. My brother has not been in a relationship or, or been married since, and he's gone from one relationship to another. And each of those relationships from my vantage point has seemed quite complicated. And I'm the one who wound up happily married to the love of my life. So, you know, we, we go through these periods where it's so painful and it feels like, when is it going to be my turn? And will this ever work out? And then you go home for the holidays and it feels like you're stigmatized it can be really, really painful. In fact, some people just choose not to even go home at all because they don't want to have to answer questions or feel badly about the fact that they don't have a partner and everyone else around them is married or coupled up. And I know I felt that way sometimes. There was one Thanksgiving where I had nowhere to go, nowhere. And I called some friends of mine and I actually asked if I could come visit them. And I'm not good at asking for things. That's not my forte. So I called these friends and I asked if I could come and visit them. 
And I remember I was sitting in the uh, airport and I was just looking at all the couples and the families and everybody going home for the holidays. And I felt awful, awful. It was heartbreaking. And I closed my eyes and just, I didn't want to see all the people. And I actually fell asleep in the airport and I missed my plane. <laughs> so to add insult to injury, there I was, I did make it to my friend's place and I got to spend the weekend with them and it was really lovely, but man, that was not a high point for me. <laughs> that was a definite, definite low point. But, you know, I think that the most important thing to remember is that whatever's happening in the moment isn't the way it's always going to be. You have to know that things will change. This too shall pass. And it is better not to be in a relationship than to be in the wrong relationship. That's not a an excuse not to look for partnership and love. You know, I I met the loveliest woman over the weekend before Benjamin and I went to this bird refuge on, on uh, Saturday, I went to go buy a pair of gloves. My puppy ate my beautiful, beautiful new fingerless leather gloves. And I went to the shop to see they had one pair left. Yeah. And I started talking to this beautiful young woman, a sales girl at the store. She had just gotten out of a relationship and it was heartbreaking. Here was this, I think she was 36 or 38 years old. And there she was, you know, she was getting divorced and her husband had been abusive verbally and physically. He had disappeared. They couldn't find him to serve him the divorce papers. And it was just a heartbreak. But that will pass. She got the cutest puppy. She has three dogs. She's beautiful. She's sweet. And, you know, this is, it's tough because I think she's going to be alone for the holidays, but she'll work it out. You know, hopefully she'll get the right love and help and support. And these things, you know, it's better for her to get out of this so she can start moving forward. And as sad as it is for all of this to be imploding right around the holidays, the good news is that she'll get through it if she gets the right help and the right support and she learns from this experience and she keeps growing. So keep, you know, know that the most important thing, and I think this relationship only was a couple of years. So just know that no matter what's happening in this moment, that's not the way your life is always going to be. You know, you're not going to always be alone. You don't have to be alone. You can work with great coaches and teachers and mentors like me. If you want to learn more about my work, go to lisashield.com. Please check it out. But also know that right after the first of the year, I will be launching my brand new website. We have been putting this together for almost a year now. It is spectacular. It is going to be amazing. We hired one of the best companies out there. The company is called Influx, I-N-F-L-U-E-X. They do a lot of influencer websites. I'm just blown away with the job they've been doing on mine. So 
I can't wait to debut this. I think it should be in January. We'll be completely finished with it. And if you really want to learn more about me, the work I do, my clients' success stories, please, please, please check it out. LisaShield.com. I work with smart, successful, single women who have everything else they want in life but love. The truth is, it blows my mind that so many intelligent women, successful women, women who really do have everything else they want but a loving partner to share it with them, it blows my mind how many women, myself included at one point in my life, really buy into the fantasy that love is something that just happens. Here we are, we spend so much time and attention, we invest so much money educating ourselves in our careers, we go to the gym, we invest thousands of dollars in coaches and trainers for almost everything else we do in life but this, and then we think love is just something that's supposed to happen. We're just supposed to be our fabulous selves and then we walk out into the world and it's like, here I am, where are you? And we don't do any work in this part of our lives to get this right. And it's amazing. I mean, if you stop and think about it rationally or logically, what else do we do? It's kind of like going to Vegas and gambling, taking your hard-earned money, and then you go to Vegas and you know nothing nothing about the odds. You barely know how to play poker. I mean, maybe you know the basics, right? You know the very basics, but there you are and you're gambling and you're throwing money away and you don't even know what you're doing. That's how we approach our love lives. Oh, I don't know. This game looks easy, right? And you go and you're like, okay, I can put my money on red or black, odds or evens. <laughs> and that's all you know about how to play craps. And you put your money on the thing and you're just waiting to win, hoping that your number's going to come up. That's how we, many of us approach dating. Like we're going to the 7-Eleven or the corner market and we're buying lottery tickets and scratchers and we're just hoping that we get lucky instead of actually doing some work in this part of our lives to get clear about what we're doing and how to do it. And I have to tell you, there's a lot to know about how to pick a great partner, how to tell if a man is emotionally available or not how to be able to sit across from a man on a date and be able to tell, you know, not just, oh, do we like each other and is he interested in me, but to really look at that person and be able to assess whether or not he's even worth your time and trouble. There are tons of men out there who look great on the surface, but when you really get down to it, they're damaged and wounded. They've got intimacy issues. They're emotionally unavailable. They're stingy. They're not generous. I mean, there's a lot of things that you really want to look for in a partner that you should be assessing before you really get involved with somebody. So these are the kinds of things that I show you how to do, but there's a lot more to it even than that. So 
getting clear on how to find the right partner and how to be a great partner. So many of us are so busy with our own checklist and looking for all the things we know we want in a partner. But then there's the other side, the flip side of this equation, which is, are you able to give a man what he wants and needs in a partner? Do you have the qualities that a wonderful man is looking for? Maybe there's a lot of men who think you're pretty, who are impressed with your career, but they go on a date with you and they don't call you back because you're self-absorbed. You don't really know how to talk to men. You don't understand male psychology. You're not fun on a date. Maybe you're so up in your head and you're so busy with your checklist that these men aren't even really asking you out again because they're not interested, because they know that being with you isn't going to be all that fun down the line. So they can also tell, they know what they're looking for, right? And maybe you're not showing these men that you have those qualities. So this is what you are doing in between. You know, when you're single, you should be learning how to be a great partner, how to attract a great partner, what to say, what not to say. So when you go and you see your family on the holidays and they're asking you, are you still single? Have you met anybody? You can really say to them, you know, I hired this amazing dating coach and I want to tell you all about her. I actually am doing a three-month course so that I can learn how to attract a great partner. Imagine if that's what you could answer your relatives. I signed up for this amazing course. I thought I'd give myself a birthday present or a Christmas present. And I decided to do this course so that I'm going to learn how to attract someone wonderful because this has been an area of my life where I haven't been as successful as I'd like to be. And I am loving this program. I'm learning so much about myself and about dating and about men right? So this is all stuff that you can talk to your relatives about and actually say, you know, I'm actually being proactive and I'm doing something about this. So one other thing that you could tell your relatives, you could be kind of funny or flip and just say, hey, you know what? I'm too busy solving world hunger or conquering the world. Or you might just say, you know, I'm just too awesome to be tied down, or I'm so awesome that there just aren't that many men who are going to be a good match for me. But you can make a joke or, you know, something that sounds self-confident if you want to. You can kind of brush it off or brush it under the rug and just say, so how are you doing? How's your relationship? How are things going in your life? And then turn it around. The bottom line is... You can remind yourself that this is temporary, that this is not the way it's always going to be. You need to also remember, take a deep breath and remind yourself that most people who are asking are just trying to make conversation. They're trying to connect with you. They may really be concerned and they may be asking you out of love or just as a way of asking, you know, a question, even just, it may not even occur to them that it's rude or that it may be a sensitive subject for you. And they may just be trying to make conversation. If somebody is being snarky or unkind, judgmental, 
you can respond and say, you know, honestly, this isn't something I'm comfortable talking about. You can speak your truth if you feel like this person is doesn't have your best interest at heart. And the final thing is you can do something about this. You can go to my website, lisashield.com and check me out. You can watch my free 45-minute presentation. If you like what you hear, you can listen all, all the way to the end and then sign up for a call with me or a member of my team. And let's make 2022 the year you find the guardian of your soul so that you don't have to be embarrassed. You can turn around and point to the cute guy that's standing talking to your brother in the background and say, oh no, I'm not single. I met my guy in 2022. So let's get this solved. You don't have to be single forever. I can show you how to find a love unlike any other. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you have the most beautiful holiday season. If you are single, enjoy yourself. Celebrate. Celebrate every stage of your life. You never know when or where or how you'll find him. And perhaps the best question of all to ask or to, the thing to say when somebody says, are you seeing anyone? Look at them and say, you know, I'm not, but I would love it if you know anyone that you would think would be a great match for me. I would love it if you could fix this up. All right, everybody. Love to you all. Happy, happy, happy holidays. Rate, subscribe, like my podcasts. I want to build my audience in 2022. And remember, remember to check out my new website because it's going to be amazing. And happy, happy holidays to everybody. Bye-bye.